The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders. Going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. So here's the thing. I am doing a quick little touch base super quick episode today. I was, I wasn't even going to do an episode to be honest with you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a repeat of an episode that I liked from the past and resubmit that and have Celeste edit it and add something in. But, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes when I do that for my listeners, I'm cheating them. So, I love my editor, Celeste, and she said, Megan, why don't you do a solo episode? You haven't done one in a while. In this entire almost four years of podcasting, I have done one solo episode. And um, and I just thought to myself, well, if this is awful, <laughs> I'm just not going to release it. I'm just going to keep it for myself and, you know, It'll be somewhere in my library and maybe one day I'll listen to it. But um, just a couple of things really quickly, I will tell you. Um, I had my surgery, if you've been listening, and it went really well, thank God. And obviously, if I'm recording this, I'm still here. So I had my hysterectomy and um, it has not been the most fun recovery. And it was a pretty complicated surgery because of my fibroid and the where and where it was located. And, um, so ideally would I have not wanted to have the hysterectomy? Yes. But you know, like things in life 
that's life. You just never know things. You never know what's going to happen in life. And thank God I'm still here. We've all been put here for a reason and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud and have been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side. You are listening to Judging Megan. But you know what I decided I really want to talk about today is let's talk about me and annoy everybody. But on a serious note, I really wanted to talk today about grief. And I've been thinking a lot about it lately. I don't know if it's because I have gone through it in my life. And I think I'm not, nobody's an expert. Well, maybe people are experts on it, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about my dad. Like I've done episodes a lot about Julie, who, if you're a listener and been listening for a long time, was my best friend that passed away. But I, I never really talk about the loss of my dad and the, the, what it did to me and kind of like what it did to my family and what it, how it's affected my life for my whole life. And as I age and I get older, it's like, and again, I might get emotional this episode, so get ready for it. It's, um, it's something Like, I just don't think I've ever really or ever really will come to terms with. Um, And I think as I age and I know that the inevitable is there, that, you know, I'll lose my mom. We all won't be here. We're all going to, you know, go to whatever's next, wherever the next place is. Um. I just feel like I should talk about him more and talk about really what what it was like. And I really love my listeners. I love all of you. I'm always so grateful when you message me and, um, you know, you share things that you go through in life and um, the hard things or the wins or whatever it is. But I just always wanted to do this. So I kind of normalized talking about hard things. And yeah, not every episode is hard and not every episode is sad. But you know, a lot of them are talking about hard things and how people kind of come out the other side. Um, But something that I want to touch on is grief in general. And my grief is kind of like this bag that I carry with me. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like a purse cause I'm a purse girl that, you know, I'm always going to carry with me and some days the bag's going to be heavier than others. And the, some days I won't think about it or, you know, the, the bag will be light. This is such a horrible analogy, but, um, I don't know. It's grief is a tricky thing. And I think, the longer I I've been doing podcasting and kind of like sharing things with people about my own life, the more I think that I really kind of should talk about 
my early losses because they're part of me and they're especially my dad and my sister. But my dad is one thing that is really hard, really, really hard to talk about. Um, because I think I've blocked him out. And again, this is so strange when you're recording a podcast by yourself, you feel like you're just like talking to yourself, which I am, but I'm really talking to all of you. Um, so maybe you can relate to this. If you were a kid and you lost a parent at a young age that, um, it's hard for the rest of your life, or it's hard if you lose your parent anytime in your life. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So um, I'm kind of going to share what it was like for me as a kid to lose my dad and, and as, and all these years later, kind of like the thoughts and what it's like to deal with the grief all these years later. So when I was a young kid, um, I have a lot of, lot, a lot of anxiety thinking about my dad or thinking about not anxiety, but pain because we weren't close. Like I loved him. I looked up to him. I wanted him to like me. I had two older sisters. Um, my oldest sister was like super close to my dad. So by the time my dad passed away, she was 18. And then I have my other sister who was 16 when she lost my dad. I was 13 and my brother was 10. And I remember 
as a child, I was always different. Like I was super into dance. I was super into acting. I was very theatrical shocker for all my listeners, but I wasn't like my sisters. They were really athletic. One was super smart and like the president of like the school and did everything. And then my middle sister was, um, you know, very athletic, um, and I was just kind of the one that was different in my family. And so my dad was, you know, a basketball player in college and um, he was an orthodontist and we just did not have a lot in common. And so I really kind of clung on to my mom because I looked up to my mom because she was, you know, so beautiful and an ex-beauty queen and model. And I remember like, always being so proud to like go places with my mom because people would stop. And I remember like men staring at my mom and I just always was like into like, Oh, one day I want to be in beauty pageants and I want to do the things my mom did. And I just really didn't understand my dad. And so as the years went on, you know, he really, I, it's not like he didn't try with me because he did, but, um, we just didn't have anything in common. And so um, I will tell you this. He was diagnosed with um, leukemia when I was 12. And, you know, I I will never forget that day. You know, it's like forever ingrained in my mind. And I bet there's a lot of people out there that have dealt with a parent you know, or somebody they love being diagnosed with cancer. It's, it's very scary. And I grew up in Washington, D.C. or outside Washington, D.C. And we went to Georgetown Hospital. And I remember walking in the room because we had to come out of school. My brother and I had to leave school and my sister drove us to Georgetown. And we, we lived in Potomac, Maryland. So it was like a good like 35 minute drive. And we got to the hospital and it was very rare that I saw my father cry. And when I walked in the room, I knew it was bad. And they said, you know, your dad, my mom and dad looked at me and they said, your dad has cancer. And immediately I just remember, you know, going to that place because again, and I'm sorry, I'm very emotional, but in my earlier life, if you've been a listener for a while, you know, I lost my sister very tragically. And so to, to be told the word cancer was my worst nightmare because I always had this huge fear that something was going to happen to one of my parents. I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it in my gut. I just don't know how I knew it. I just did. So when they said that the C word, I, I just knew. And here's the thing. I knew it that he was sick, but I just didn't want to come to terms with it. And so, you know, as a kid, our brains are not fully formed as we know. So for women, they say your brain isn't fully formed until you're 27 years of age. And for men, it's later. 
So I just didn't understand how to process what was happening. And for months, months went by and my dad, you know, was going through rounds of chemotherapy and he lost all his hair. And, you know, he, I saw this man that was like tall and a jock and handsome and strong wither away to just this, you know, sick person that lost his hair. And it was just very, very hard to see. Um, and so, you know, he, he went through, I guess, three rounds of chemotherapy and really, really fought. And at one point after the third round of chemo, he went into remission. And I remember my parents went on this, they always went on these really long trips once a year. So they went on this trip and, you know, it was, I remember thinking in my head, it's my time. Like, I'm going to spend this time with my dad. And so I remember like going on walks with him and um, talking and just, you know, it was a very special time. Um, but then at one point I came home and I knew it you know, after the trip and everything and he and the cancer had come back. And at that point we lived, you know, we lived on this cul-de-sac and we were in this carpool and, you know, I have so many great memories of like growing up in the cul-de-sac in my neighborhood as a kid. It was, it was a very happy time, but, um, I can picture it like it was yesterday going up this driveway and knowing that's it was bad news. And, you know, I walked into my parents' room, I ran up the stairs and, and they told me the cancer was back. And my dad kind of told me like he was done. He's he actually, he told me he was going to keep fighting till the end, but he stopped doing chemo and like, that was it. And my dad was a smoker and I remember like he was smoking. And so that's in my in my kid head, my 12 year old head. I, I, I knew that that was not good. And that was kind of like, I remember that period really well of those like two core memories, but I don't remember. I don't remember so much of my childhood with my dad. Like there's, there's like flashes of times, like, you know, going to our pool and my dad like swimming with me and, and holding onto his shoulders or, you know, just there's a few like really happy memories that I have, but it's amazing how our brains are able to close down or shut down. And I don't know if it's a protective mechanism or what it is, but I just don't remember him. And um, so I, I decided that I was going to turn on my mic today and kind of share this story. And I really wanted to talk about or cry about because that's what I've been doing this whole time. The reality of grief and the reality of 
grieving all these years later and not being able to ever want to, to look it in the eye and, and kind of like put it to rest. And I don't know if it's because I genuinely feel cheated that I didn't get that life or that time with him or that I just don't know if I can handle thinking about it. Um, but again, this is part of my, my journey and why I'm trying to deal with it now because it's really never too late. So I am starting EMDR again and I'm going to be talking to a therapist about the fact that I've blocked out so much of my memories of my childhood. Um, but I really just wanted to kind of talk about it with my audience and my listeners because you're so important to me. I always love to hear from all of you and kind of let you know where I am today. I'm, and by the way, like all of this stuff, like the loss in my life of my sister or my dad or Julie has come and creeped its ugly head into my adulthood, which I talk about all the time. So if I have a hard time dealing with, you know, friendships or the things that I've had to deal with, with the friend breakup or things like that, this kind of all pieces together. And I'm kind of learning that as I'm going along. Um, but like life is work and it's a process. And I think when I just had this last surgery, cause I've had numerous surgeries, I've had two C-sections, I've had like dental surgery, I've had other surgeries. I've never been so scared as I was in this last surgery. I don't know what it was. I just, in my head was like, is this the end? And I just, I wasn't like ready to go, you know? So I know I still have work to do. And, you know, part of my work in life is doing this. Like, I love to hear from you guys. I love to talk about things that happen in my life. And I just like to be real. Like, I think there's nothing better than to be real and talk about real things and talk about hard things. And, um, you know, losing losing someone that I looked up to and loved so much was so hard. And like I say, I always feel like Julie was my hardest loss because we were like so, so close, but I'm just determined to like, you know, properly say goodbye to my dad. And I know that I've never been able to do that. So I would love to hear from my listeners. I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, you know, like, especially if you're, a, if you lost a parent as a child, like, like, how did you process that? Like, how have you been able to like, I know every loss is different and it's relative, but, um, how were you able to like go on in life? Cause it's haunted me for all of these years and I'm not going to age myself and say how old I am. But as you can tell, I can barely talk about what my dad without falling apart. And it's been a long time. Um, in closing, 
I'll tell you some, some really amazing things about my dad that I remember. Um, so if you find me funny at all, guess who I got it from? Got it from my dad. Um, he was a great, great man. He lived his life helping other people. And that's why I do this. I just want to, at the end of my life, know that I, that I tried and that I tried to be a good person. And believe me, I don't always succeed. I'm not a good person. Like I may be a kind of good person because I have issues with like being really angry about things and all the pain that I went through and hurt. It's hard to process and I can be a real bitch, <laughs> but I try and my way of trying is doing this. Um, so again, I always love to hear from you guys. I'm sorry that this episode is short. I just wanted to do something this week because I didn't want to repeat an episode or do an old episode. I wanted, I always like to have content every week. And if I don't have an episode, it's because this week in particular, I had the surgeries and I had major technical issues. I have some really amazing guests coming on in the next couple months. So um, I'm forever grateful to all of you that you tune in each week. And thank you for listening to this episode. And anytime you want to reach out to me, I love hearing from you. My Instagram is at judging Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N. And um, that's a safe space for you to reach out to me. And I love hearing from you. So thank you for for listening and thank you for supporting my podcast and supporting me. You help me in ways that you'll never really understand. And I just, I'm very grateful to you all. So in closing, I have a new close that I started in my last episode because I say it all the time on Instagram and I think it's really important. So my new close moving forward is you matter. Your story matters. Keep going. Keep going. Thanks, guys. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.